Hello, Burlington, and welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability for the City of Burlington, where our goal is to reduce and eventually eliminate fossil fuel usage. Today, we're joined by Mayor Moreau Weinberger. Mayor Weinberger is finishing up his fourth term in office, the end of 12 years. So it's a very poignant and relevant time to be speaking with the mayor and giving the mayor a chance to reflect back on what's happened over the course of 12 years and where he'd like to see the city advance. Mayor, thank you so much for being here. Well, Jen, I'm excited to be here. You know, it's about time. You've done 50 of these. Uh, I'm glad to finally be with you. Well, it is about time. And I feel like it's especially poignant as you, you personally look to the future. I think it's a really nice time to reflect on sort of where we've been, you, sort of your administration, but your city team, what advice you might want to leave to the next administration, particularly vis-a-vis climate policy. So I'm really, it's a Great time to have you here. What do you see as your biggest climate sort of accomplishments over the last 12 years? To focus on one thing, I am really proud that in the uh, kind of a dark moment of the early months of the pandemic, we were able to uh, kind of meet that moment by starting what we've called this green stimulus effort that um, really pumped a lot of resources into the community uh, uh, at a time when kind of the economy was at, at risk of kind of shuddering to a halt. We worked against that by putting thousands and thousands of dollars in the pockets of Burlingtonians to uh, upgrade their homes, to invest in new all-electric vehicles, and um, if you look back now on the kind of data from that period, it's really clear that that was a inflection point in Burlington's transition to a uh, all electric economy. Essentially, you really see the adoption of heat pumps jump dramatically with the introduction of those incentives. You see electric vehicles really take off, and uh, you know by some standards, we've had more electric vehicles bought in this community than just about any in the country. I believe it was impactful. And um, I think it uh, has made a significant impact uh, in the years since on this community. Maybe we can just take a step back in time to 2019, the roadmap. Can you reflect on the roadmap and uh, remind constituents what it means? I came to, over my 12 years, really understand that Burlington's legacy of uh, environmental leadership goes is really a long story and really one of the best city stories that we have. We For more than 30 years now, we have been really leading the way in terms of what can be done, I think, with municipal policy on these climate issues, first with conservation, then with renewables, um, uh, and and then now with electrification and and that 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 is really how I came to to see it is that the next chapter in this environmental leadership clearly should be around electrification and that having a bold uh, ambitious goal is powerful and, and you know and it, it is going to be an extremely challenging goal to like literally meet by 2030 although there have been years since we set it where where we have met the the goal in that year and we are in some areas basically on on track towards it um, I think the value of having that ambitious goal there, uh, hanging over all the decisions that we make as a city, will be inspirational. Will be motivational. We, did, you know, we just had a, another report from uh, Moody's, our 
credit rating investor come out saying that they see us as a financial strength being the fact that we are so committed to these climate initiatives, that we do have 100% re renewables in our portfolio insulating us from the fossil fuel market volatility. You also mentioned how it's very it's a very ambitious goal, but it's important to sort of set those sites high and the important role we can play in leading other cities. I, I know on a personal note, when I'm with my New England colleagues and when I'm at the Urban Sustainability Directors Network meetings, sort of what's happening in Burlington, this comes up a lot. So people look to us just as we look to some of our peers like, say, Boulder or Berkeley, San Francisco and others. What about challenges, though? Hmm. What do you see as the greatest challenges um, to reaching net zero? So let me start by saying I am very optimistic that uh, as a city, as a society, we can and, and, and will electrify everything. This is uh, just, it is clearly to me the path to the kind of climate future that we, we need. And I think what's exciting about it and is often lost in discussions of what we need to do to address climate change is this is actually a vision that is one where we uh, can remain um, committed to improving quality of lives. We can remain committed to expanding economic opportunity. This does not require austerity to electrify everything. In fact, it will. It is. A, it is a more abundant future in some ways, where there will be many other benefits when we electrify everything. We will improve the air quality of the you know the environment outdoors and, and inside our homes, where we've we've learned in recent years we have all sorts of negative indoor air quality impacts from burning fossil you know from combustion for gas stoves and, and, and the like. One major challenge right now is that we are dealing with what is properly thought of as emergencies on, on so many fronts. We, you know, we still, uh, we, we are done with the pandemic, but we are still dealing with the after effects of it in so many ways. We are uh, not completely unrelatedly, but we, we have a, a major housing crisis that we're, we're facing right now that is taking a lot of energy. The success, I think, going forward here from here is going to depend on being able to um, have the capacity to manage those those short term, immediate life and death, uh, urgent moments, while also making sustained progress towards these transformational societal goals. There, we will have a new mayor in Burlington. What would you want to share with that that new person? I certainly hope that whoever the next mayor is, that they um, see that understand that Burlington story going back to the 80s, understand the roles mayors have played throughout that process of making Burlington a place where uh, that is doing everything it can at the municipal level to save energy, to move towards renewables, to electrify. So I, I certainly hope um, and believe it will matter whether or not the next mayor uh, shares this uh, sense that getting to, you know, that electrifying everything is a critical goal to to keep working towards. Sort of back to the carbon impact pollution fee. Yeah. What do you believe is most compelling about the carbon impact pollution fee? The the most efficient way, the most the straightest path towards achieving our climate goals is is putting a price on carbon. Um, the we are a market-based economy. So, you know, the so many decisions are driven by by prices in an economy like that. I think we showed through 
this effort that it's hard, but it is uh, that if voters understand the decision, that if legislators understand the decision, if you are um, collaborative, that, uh, if you work with the stakeholders who are going to be impacted so that they understand the policy, that this it is not, it is not impossible, in fact, in America to put in place some form of carbon pricing. And in fact, America can be like in a growing, a significant and growing part of the world where um, the uh, cost of, of carbon is uh, in, in some way um, put into market decisions. And uh, we need, I think we're going to need a lot more of that to get where we want to get to over the next couple of decades. And I, I think yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that we now have an example in Burlington of a uh, real carbon pricing policy that has had such broad support. Mayor, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think the listeners should know? Anything else you'd like to share? The Inflation Reduction Act, which passed in, what, late 2022, is probably the most significant piece of federal legislation that we're going to see for, for quite a while. And what it does is essentially hand off the ball in climate impact from the federal government to, in many ways, state and local governments, because it freed up the federal checkbook to backstop the implementation of many electrification and renewable initiatives. It's actually sort of impossible to know what the ultimate cost of that will be. Uh, It's been put in, it's clearly in the hundreds of billions of dollars, but how much actually gets spent as a result of that is entirely dependent on how good a job states and cities do at implementing the the change that is uh, enabled in that legislation. Local action can make a, a great deal of difference in, for example, the adoption of solar panels. We've seen that here in Burlington. We know when I came into office, Hadn't been a big focus on solar panels. There was almost there was very little installed photovoltaic capacity in the city of Burlington. Uh, Twelve years later, we have more installed photovoltaic capacity than any other city east of the Mississippi, and we're in the top five in the in the country nationally. I think that sort of shows how much political will and local action can impact. Uh, these uh, renewable and electrification decisions, that is what's going to determine how much change actually gets made in this 10 years after the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, how much, ha- how much happens countrywide. So uh, a lot comes down to local decisions about permitting, local and state decisions about permitting for renewables, permitting for electric transmission lines. Given that, uh, this is just more so than I think that at any point uh, since Burlington has been on this journey, what happens at the local level will have a lot to do with whether we meet as a as a state and as a country, our our climate goals. And, um, you know, it's exciting that uh, we have this potential, but it it also does mean that lots at stake in. uh, whether this continues to be a priority that uh, that we advance on every year. Mayor Weinberger, thank you so much for joining us. It was really a pleasure to have you. Well, this was a lot of fun, Jen. Thank, thank you for having me in to have this conversation. And, uh, and, and again, thank you for the, the, all the collaboration partnership over the last 12 years. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a great way to kind of uh, bring that to a uh, conclusion. Yeah, thank you, Moreau. 
Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding incentives, rebates, or technological support, look for us at burlingtonelectric.com or call us at 802-865-7300. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help and look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy.